This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Pick Podcast. It's the first December Pick Podcast. Welcome. To MMA Takes Podcast. This is a pick on podcast. We are going to pick December 5th card. UFC Vegas 16, 17. I have no idea. Anyway, December 5th, right? Main event. Jack Hermanson versus Marvin Vittori, the Italian. Third main event. Supposed to be my guy, Darren Till. He, what happened to him? Got hurt, maybe? Knee wasn't ready. He hurt his knee in the Robert Whitaker fight. Knee wasn't ready. Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland tested positive for covid might have been a false positive because he is fighting literally next weekend against Jacare. They basically just switch opponents. Vittoria is supposed to fight Jacare. Now he's fighting Hermanson. I like that matchup. Holland's fighting Jacare. Y- you get it. You get it. Um, so it's a decent little card. Listen, a lot of... I'm going to make something clear right away, right? I listen. I consume a lot of podcasts. I consume a lot of people, a lot of handicappers out there. They pick. <clears throat> I do not listen to those until after... I do my pick them, right? So I don't let anybody really influence what I'm picking. The only podcast I listen to before I do my pick is a Kenny Florian or MMA podcast I listen to is the, is the Anakin Florian. They only pick like three or four fights. They don't pick a whole bunch. And, and a lot of times I'm going opposite Ian Parker anyway. But uh, usually by that time I have I have some my mind made up. So I don't want to feel like people, no one's throwing shots at me. I want to get ahead of it. I do my I do the pick on very late in the week. A lot of people, handicappers that have podcasts, YouTube shows, whatever, they do theirs pretty early in the week. I don't understand the benefit of doing it on a Monday. I much rather pick it on Thursday, like I'm doing right now. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't get the benefit of doing it on a, a early. I mean, some guys are they have their pick them out, they have their picks out before the fucking other event ends. Like I, I that's cool that you're getting ahead of it, but. I like to enjoy the events and let it marinate. So I don't listen to any of the, there's probably like five or six podcasts that I, I listen to kind of on rotation that I, I'll see what they're going. I see where they're leading. Obviously I follow them on Twitter. I see where they're leaning if they, if they tweet things out, but no, I don't, I do not steal picks from anybody. I do not steal props from anybody. These are from my own brain. The only podcast I listen to is the Anna Florian. And then now tomorrow at work, Saturday during the day, I'll listen to other podcasts, as many as I can get to, really. Sometimes I do the pick them on Wednesday, so usually it's Thursday and Friday at work. Um, I'll, I'll listen to those podcasts, but no. Uh, this is from the old brain, the old big brain, and no one has called me out per se. I know there's a lot of cappers out there. There's a lot of people doing what I'm doing, and I just want to let you know your boy's hitting plus 1,000s with his own brain. Your boy's hitting plus 850s a month ago with his own brain. Just wanted to, Just wanted to let you know. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, works week. The week works fine. Week's going great. Baby is the new baby is different. She's different guys. Right. So our first kid, Winnie, she slept like an angel. I mean, every once in a while, my wife's breastfeeding. So she'd have to wake up and there were some, there were some nights that are rougher than others, but the new one, Hazel is, she just, she's a hungry girl. She does not want to sleep and the wife's getting the brunt of it. I had to deal with it, uh, not deal with it, but I, I got, not suckered. Well, what, what, I'm not trying to say suckered into it. I, I got, I, I, I helped out on Tuesday night going into Wednesday and I was, I was completely beat. So it is tough, right? It is a, is a tough gig. Okay. Uh, so I have utmost respect for women because my wife is obviously leading the dance here. She is taking charge. 
And I don't know what else there is to say. She's absolutely perfect. She's absolutely beautiful. We have family photos on Saturday. Don't worry. Don't worry, boys. It's during the day. I'll be watching the fights um, tomorrow. I think we're putting the Christmas tree up. We're supposed to do it Monday. I think we're supposed to do it Sunday. Then we're supposed to do it Monday. And now we're doing it. Uh, and now we're doing it um, tomorrow, maybe? Tomorrow? And yeah. So, and then a little, little thing for the podcast. I got a little maybe. <clears throat> Hopefully. If everything works out right, I'm going to have a little new like video set up. Maybe I'll start recording every single pick them. So you guys can watch me while I do this, right? I, I definitely want to grow the YouTube channel. I feel like I need to put out more content in the YouTube channel. And uh, I feel like maybe every Pick'em podcast, I'll record it, right? I, I'm, I'm working on a setup where it's going to be easy, where it's just plug and play. Bada bing, bada boom. I know I just sold my camera. I got to figure it out. Guys, don't worry. Got to figure it out. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the Facebook marketplace king. The new microphone that I'm using now, the Shure MB7, which I love. I love Shure. I bought two of them. Didn't know if I wanted black. Didn't know if I wanted silver. I ended up going silver. This is what I'm talking to now. It's it's an amazing microphone. I feel like it sounds really good on my voice. Anyway, the black one, I was going to return it, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll sell it, right? It's a new microphone. It's a hot microphone. I'm getting literally like 84 months of interest-free payments on a $250 microphone. The goddamn thing's already paid off. So I'm like, you know what? Instead of returning it, let's, let's, you know, maybe I'll sell it, give it to a creator. Um, and the minute I put it on my face, the Facebook, I thought, and, and, I, and I'm so wrong about this stuff. I thought this thing was going to sell like gangbusters because it's an XLR. It's a, U, uh, it's a, U, uh, it's a USB mic. I thought this thing was going to sell like fucking gangbusters. Uh, no one cared, right? Right. I mean, I, uh, one guy was like, Hey, that's a cool microphone. I said, yeah, yeah, it's really nice. I have a, I have a silver one. I, I use it myself. Are you a streamer? Uh, not really. No, I do a podcast. Oh, cool. Um, I, yeah, I don't really have the money for it. I just want to tell you it's a cool mic. Okay, thanks. Um, if you need a friend, I have enough. So fuck off. Another guy, hey, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm asking 234. It's a brand new microphone. I've opened it once. It's a brand new fucking microphone going for $250. You're literally getting a new microphone for $230. $20 off, right? <clears throat> I don't want to go under, under $200, right? But, you know, if you're a nice guy and, and, and you, you make a compelling argument, I'll go $200. Anyway, guy goes, hey, I'll offer you $125. And I said, no. Just a no. And he goes, all right, $150. I, there's no way this microphone is worth $230. Is literally what he said to me. I literally sent him the link to Sweetwater of where they sell this microphone, brand new. I say in my Facebook thing, brand new. And I link it and I said, Here, here's the link. It's $250. You're getting $20 off. Doesn't respond to me. One guy seemed very interested, called me at like 9.15 at night. It was like 35 minutes away from me. Says, hey, man, I'm on my way. If it's cool. You know, we had messages back and forth. I'm like, yeah, sure. I had texted him because he wasn't getting back to me. I said, buddy, I wake at five. I got to work at 5 a.m. Like, we need to do this now. I'm going to bed soon. And I can't leave because I got a newborn at home. So <clears throat> we need to make this, this happen. He said, okay. Calls me up. He asks all these questions about the mic. And, I, and I'm like, why do you need all these questions? If you, He wanted to know if it came with a stand. Like, wh- what is happening? No, it doesn't. I would have taken a picture of the stand or told you. Like, you know, what, what, what is happening? If you don't know what this mic- microphone is, it's probably not for you. So anyway, he called me back on his way here. It's like 9.30. It was 20 minutes later. I'm taking a shit. 
He calls me out and goes, hey, man, uh, I, my wife called me. I have to go back home. I, I'm going to come pick it up tomorrow. You know, I got to deal with some stuff. I said, yeah, okay, sure. This was two days ago. I've never heard from him again. So, yeah, it's not going great. Not going like gangbusters. But if you're listening to this podcast and you want a sick microphone, let me know. Again, promo code baloney hole, and, and I'll hook you up with a di- discount. Anyway, the pick on podcast. I'm, you know what? I'm kind of, you know, I always start off the podcast with some bullshit, right? Um, just to kind of tell you what's going on in my life. I'm, I don't live an exciting life, right? I got kids at work. Uh, you know, that's, you know, I went to Panera Bread and some weird things happened to me. Uh, I'm not Larry David or, you know, Jerry Seinfeld or something like, so I don't live this most interesting life where all these funny stories happen. But today these two girls at Panera, they neither, I was waiting there to get bagels for me and the girls. And they literally were like, yelling at each other about who's going to take my order. So that was, that was class act. That was funny. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't live the most exciting life. So I just kind of ramble on about bullshit, but I do feel like I'm stalling a little bit because a lot of cappers, I, I've seen them tweet out that they're seeing this card a little bit better than I am. I, 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 I see a little chalky. I mean, I got some dog plays that I'm not very confident in and uh, there's a fighter on here that everyone loves. Right. And then, you know, I just, I don't know if I'm seeing all that great. Right. Uh, I don't know. I thought I'd be really confident in this one, and, and I'm not as confident as I as I want to be. There's the final three fights of the year. Yeah, this one you got next week at 19th. Uh, Leon Edwards is out for the Kazmat Chamaya. Luckily, that that fight card is pretty stacked. So I mean, everyone wants to see that fight, but Leon got COVID real bad. Uh, I know everyone's like, oh well, it's you know, Kevin Holland's fighting a week later, but apparently Leon actually has symptoms. Kevin Holland was an asymptomatic case, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think in my, in, in the little MMA t- takes chat, I gave some Leon Edwards some shit, probably selfishly. Cause I want to see the fight more than anything. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Right. Kazmat, they're going to, they're going to run it back, I guess, or not run it back. They're going to reschedule it in, uh, January. Hopefully they're, they're going to fight Island in January, which fight Island. Once you get to fight Island, it's very rare. The fight pulls out because of COVID could be weight issues, cut issues, injuries, whatever. But once they fighters get the fight island, it's very rare that they pull out. When you're in Vegas, the testing and everything is not as strict as fight island, so you get all these pullouts. But final three fights of the year, and then we have a three-week break. And I got some things planned in those three weeks because i just been pumping out constantly pick-ems, 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 and I'm going to go three weeks without gambling. Uh, so I, I do have some things uh, hopefully in the works, and that's why I want to do the uh, – the camera setup and all that stuff like that. So I can put out some, that's the prime time to put out some video content, but let's get to the fight night. Let's get to this fight night again. Uh, my card's actually a little different. I printed this off yesterday and Tapology has already fucking rearranged it. And I don't know if Tapology actually has the right fight order here. I imagine John Vellante, Jake Collier is going to be the first fight night. That's, that's an awful fight. Um, but my, I believe my card is completely different because they have Dolly's and Allen on the main card kicking it off. Well, no, they have Land Weir and, and, and most of his first fight of the night. Anyway, we're going to get through this. It's not going to be in order because fucking tapology. First fight of the night, Luis, Luis Smoka, 16-7. He is minus 142 favorite. He is fighting Jose Alberto Quinones, who's 8-4. and four. He's a plus 160 underdog. I picked this fight, uh, what was it, two, three weeks ago. They had to reschedule it. Uh, I think Smoka had a weight-cutting issue, I believe. Can, I, I'm not going to break down this fight too much, but I'm going to still go with my instincts. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Quinonez was my underdog lock last time. He's going to be it this time. 
Plus 116, I like that. I just don't, I'm not impressed by Smoka. I see a lot of cappers thinking Smoka's going to take this fight to the ground and submit him. I think he could take it to the ground, but I just, Quinones, I don't think has any losses by submission. He got completely blitzkrieged by Sean O'Malley, but he is training with Brandon Moreno down in Mexico. Uh, I believe he's now in Vegas with Moreno because Moreno's staying in Vegas um, for his title fight or whatever, but uh, I think this guy's going to be coming there. He's going to come aggressive. He's going to, he's a little embarrassed. He's a, he's a tough fighter. I don't think people need to judge him on what happened to the O'Malley fight. And smoke, I think is very inconsistent. Having him as a minus 142 scares me a little bit. I, I don't even want to touch that. So I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go underdog lock. I'm going to go Quinones. Uh, I don't have a prop for this yet. I do have some props written down. I'm going to do my prop show on Friday as well. I'll break down some build a slime ball parlay and we'll, we'll, we'll go over props and whatnot. But I do have some prop, not this, fight i haven't dug in yet i don't think there's gonna be a prop bet for me in this fight i think it's probably gonna go to decision smolka is a pretty durable guy he has been finished before quinones has only been finished i believe by strikes i don't think he's been submitted uh let's see i think i broke this down i don't want to keep going over it um yeah so he's 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 never been submitted he's fought dami ramos it just says loss back in 2013 that could have been a submission Alejandro Perez in the UFC. Uh, he, that was his. Uh, he uh, lost by. Um, yeah, he lost by decision. Excuse me. And then you know he's fought some some solid dudes, but you know he's he's only been knocked out. He's never been uh, finished by submission. I don't think Smoke is going to knock him out. That's why he's my underdog play. I had him weeks ago. I have him today. I'm not changing my mind. Let's go. All right. Next up, you got uh, God, my printer is going out too. By the way, my my sheets are bad. You got uh, Gabriel Benitez, who is a minus two fifteen favorite. He is a tw- he's twenty one and eight, right? Twenty one. He's fighting Justin James. Now that's very porn starry name. I would change that. He's sixteen and five. He is a plus one seventy two underdog. Justin James, knockout artist, um, really gassing the Gavin Tucker fight. Went to the third round, but he took some big shots in that Gavin Tucker fight. I am thoroughly impressed with Gavin Tucker. I, I, I'm really high on this kid, and uh, yeah, I mean, Guitar Hero is his nickname. That's right. I was I, I clicked on this thing on Tapology because I want to know what his nickname was Guitar Hero. It's just so fucking bad. This kid's got power, though. He's got heart. He's got toughness. Cardio could be an issue. Um, and he's fighting Gabriel Benitez, who is a solid dude, a.k.a. prospect. Not even really a prospect anymore, right? How old is he, 32? Uh, he's right there in his prime, but coming off two losses, but against some tough dudes, Sadiq Yusuf and, and Amar Morales by decision. Sadiq Yusuf KO'd him, but that was a competitive fight. I believe he dropped Sadiq Yusuf. Um, you know, he's a good grappler, good boxer. I think he likes to stand up a lot more now lately as opposed to... Um, uh, taking the fight to the ground. I think he needs to mix it up if he wants to fight, uh, if he wants to beat Justin James. I think he needs to mix it up. Justin James is, is a headhunter. He's a power puncher. He's going to come out. He's going to fucking want to knock your head off. And, and that's really all that he's got. He's got that that one trick pony where he's going to fucking catch you. Benitez is hittable. Benitez stand up looks pretty good, though. This is a fight that I would like to prop. Uh, Justin James by TKO. KO is a plus 310. Benitez has been knocked out before. Justin James does have some uh, really good power here. So that's a prop I'm going to look for. I'm going to look for Justin James by KO, TKO. That's a plus 310. I like that. Total rounds, I would actually like to go the under at minus 126. You're not getting a plus uh, to the to the name there, but that's what I like. I would If you're going prop heavy, if you're prop shopping, baby, Justin James KO plus 310. And then you got uh, the under minus 126, which is is, is, is in the overs minus 102. So that's like a pick them for the rounds. Um, I can see this going three rounds and just being a slugfest. And, and maybe Benitez might 
yeah, ease it out there, but I think I just gave away my pick with the props. I'm going Justin James here as an up to, uh, upset, minus one set, or excuse me, plus 172 underdog. He didn't blow me away his last time out against Gavin Tucker. I just think Gavin Tucker is that slick. I don't think Benitez is that slick. Benitez does have some really good wrestling. He can mix up his grappling, but I just think Justin James is going to be out there throwing some fucking haymakers, dude. I think Benitez likes to get in that firefight. He likes to put his chin out there. That's what he kind of did with Sadiq Yusuf. And I think he's going to, you know, he's got good kicks too. Benitez does have really good kicks, but I think Justin James is, is just going to catch him and uh, put him out. When you're getting me plus three, t- the only way Justin James will win this fight, in my opinion, is by knockout. And you're going to give me plus odds for him to do that. Plus 310, three to one odds. Uh, I'm going to take that every single time. So I'm going Justin James as the underdog there. Back-to-back underdog picks. Let go. I'm actually um, surprised that um, that James was that big of an underdog, if I'm being honest with you. Didn't look good against Gavin Tucker, but I think Gavin Tucker's on the rise. So interesting there. All right, next up, Damon Jackson, plus 194. He is fighting uh, Elila Tapura, who is a minus two. 45. This is a great fight, by the way. Jackson is 18-3-1, and Tapur is 9-0. Tapur made his UFC debut. A guy I was really high on. He was my mortal lock. He fought Yuzi Salah. Yuzi Salah, I don't know if he was an underdog or not. I can't remember the line. He was very close. It was a very pick on my one money on him. Tapura is this guy from Spain. I believe he's on American Top Team now. Super durable guy. Um... And the probably the most popular pick on this card. Damon Jackson's a guy I criminally underrated. He looked fantastic in his was it his UFC debut? Yeah, his UFC debut over Mursa Bektik. He choked out Bektik in Bektik in the third round. He's also been knocked out before, right? He's knocked out in the PFL against uh Maluv. Uh I'm not gonna pronounce the name. Some Russian guy. Maybe he's Russian. I don't want to offend him. Yeah, Russian. He's undefeated Russian, 15 and 0. Not a bad loss. Um, I think I I underestimate. Damon Jackson because of his hairline, right? Um, so this guy did fight in the UFC. That's right. So he did fight in the UFC early in his career back in 2014. Lost to Yancey Medeiros. No contest to Honey Jason by triangle choke. Not sure what happened there. Uh, Levon Mascicelli, he had a majority draw. And then he got cut. Then he went to the LFA, which is a great pr- promotion. Kevin Argelar knocked him out. Then he went on some tear in, in FLA. He's fought some really good guys. This is what scares me about this, right? So Damon Jackson's no punk, right? And he's almost a two-to-one underdog. He's a plus 194. Tapura, solid dude on top. I actually like his stand-up a lot. If, if I was going to prop this fight, um, which I don't know if I'm going to do. I'll talk about it more tomorrow. But if I was going to prop, I would probably do Tapura by K- KO plus 420. Um, he's really good on the ground. He's really heavy on top. I just don't see him wanting to go to the ground with Damon Jackson. Damon Jackson's really slick off his back. He's got a lot of submissions. I see Tabor probably wanting to avoid that. He's a cardio machine. He's going to be a little undersized, I believe, in this fight. So Tapora is 5'7", and uh, Damon Jackson is going to be 5'11". So he's a little undersized here. Damon Jackson's got the reach on him. He's got those long arms. The guillotine choke on Bactic was sick. Tapora, I think he needs to fight smart here, and the way to fight smart is to really mix it up but also play it safe and use your stand-up. I think he hits hard. I think he's got power in his hands. He doesn't have many knockouts on his record. That's why that line for him to win by TKO-KO is blown up. Damon Jackson has been knocked out before. His chin is it's okay, right? He's been touched. He's got a great record, but this line's a little off to me, and this is one of those things where if you watch football and they do their picks on Sunday or Monday or whatever, and all these experts, they all pick the same team. Literally... A lot of sharps will go complete opposite and bet the because it rarely works out where every single person is on this one team 
you know what I mean? Like that usually jinx them. Fighting's a little different. A lot of cappers love Tapora here. I don't see many people of any picking Jackson. So I'm going to go Tapora at minus 245. I am going to bet this fight because I do think he's a talented guy at 9-0. But I'm not going to be surprised if, if Jackson pulls out some crazy shit here. He's got a good record. He's fought some good people. Um, is Tapora that real of a deal? I mean, he looked great against Salah, who's, who's, who's a durable, uh, tough young kid, right? But Jackson is 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 dangerous. He's Zala's not a finisher uh, uh, off his back or on his strikes. Damon Jackson can strike a little bit, and he's a killer off his back, on top, whatever. He's got chokes everywhere. So I think this is a step up in competition. I think a lot of people are underestimating Damon Jackson. I'm a little scared because everyone is on this. Tapor is the popular pick, but I'm going to go Tapor as well because, you know, I'm not a trendsetter. I'm a little follower. So, but I do like Tapor. I like, I was all over Tapor and Zala. I watched a lot of his fights. I think his stand up's really good. I think he needs to use that more in this fight. I don't want to see him keep rushing in for takedowns like he did with Zala and take him down over and over again. His cardio is great, but I do like to see him work in stand up. All right, next up, Jimmy Flick, who is, or wait, right? No, hold on. Yeah, Jimmy Flick. I love that name, by the way. 15 and 5. He's a uh, minus 194 favorite. He is fighting Cody Durden, who is 11, 2 and 1. He's a plus 156. Um, I hate this line though. Jimmy Flick is 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 the guy who I feel like coming from the ultimate, or excuse me, coming from the contender series. <clears throat> a lot of people like him. He's got a lot of flashy submissions. <clears throat> he looked really good against a guy, Nate Smith, who was undefeated. Who, <clears throat> what the fuck is going on in my throat? I'm being strangled by the <clears throat> MMA guys. They don't want me to make this pick because I hate it. Uh, listen, Jimmy Flick, again, been knocked out before. He's been finished before by UFC caliber guys. I think pretty much all his losses are by finish, by knockout. So this fight scares me. I hate the line a little bit. 15-5, Jimmy Slick is, is, is slick off his back. He's fighting Cody Durden, American top team Elena. Uh, he made his UFC debut against Chris Gutierrez. He just got pieced up in that fight, got lost a decision. Has a lot of, um, eh, you know, it's kind of all over the place. I would say there's a lot of wins by knockout, but not really. Cody Durden, I believe, is going to be looking just, he's kind of a rough and tumble guy. He's going to maybe look for some takedowns. Not in this fight. He's going to want to stand up with Flick. Flick has been knocked out pretty much every time he's lost. Five knockouts on his record. That scares me. I don't like minus 194. I'm not touching this money line. This is not a money line fight. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a pick. It's going to be Jimmy Flick, okay? He's not, he's a minus 176 now, so he's gone down a little bit, which I think makes sense. I'm on FanDuel right now. But Jimmy Flick by submission at plus 125, that's going to get your plus money. The only way he wins this fight, I think, is by submission. I think he can catch Cody Durden. He could win a, he could win a decision. Um, you could sprinkle the decision as well on the prop, but this is not a money line fight I'm going to bet. I'm going to pick Flick. I'm going to avoid him in any sort of way, straight, parlay, whatever. This is a guy who, contender series guys, historically, when they come off the contender series, they, there's, that, there, there's that thing where they miss just a little bit. Just a little bit. They'll get in the UFC, and, and they don't look as good as they do in the contender series. And, and, and this this seems like this is what it's setting up to be. Going to go flick. I'm going to go prop. We'll talk more about that on Friday, but that's what it is. Next up, Matt Wyman. Oh, God, he's still fighting. 18 and 9. He's a plus 330 underdog. He's fighting Jordan Levitt. 7-0, minus 450 favorite. I hate this fight as well. Um, Matt Wyman, again, I made the joke. He's training in his backyard with his dogs. He just doesn't seem like he, I mean, what, he took four or five years off, came back, hasn't won a fight since then. The sport has passed him by. He was a very 
when he was in his prime-ish, right, he was very aggressive. His stand-up was never good, but he did have power. He was aggressive with his wrestling. His his submissions were pretty good. His scrambles were really good. He, he was durable. He had a good chin. His cardio was good. That Matt Wyman's gone. Jordan Levitt, who I didn't love coming from the Contender Series, looks pretty slick on the ground. His stand-up's pretty good. He's 7-0. Trains the syndicate MMA. My guy Chris is a big fan of him. They're, they're buddies. Chris has told me some good things about him. Uh, being a young kid, he's very long for the division as well. I just I just don't like Matt Wyman at plus 330. I hate it, actually. I'm going to go Levitt here. I, I, I don't have a prop for this fight. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Levitt finished. I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Wyman took a beating for three rounds. Uh, you know, I don't think Levitt is this uh, crazy power puncher, but he is slick. He's long, he's accurate, but he's, I think his primary thing is, is, is the groundwork. But, uh, I'm going to take Levitt at this huge chalky favorite at minus 450. Probably not going to bet it. I really do feel like this, even though I think this is kind of a sure thing. I do think Levitt could <clears throat> really stink up your parlay for not a whole lot of value. Minus 450. You know, I lost to Kai Kamaka last week. He was my anchor on, on my parlays. He was a minus 335 was what I got him. So you never know, right? I think this fight's a little different because I do think Levitt is the young up-and-coming guy. Matt Wyman should have retired, should have stayed retired, but uh, it's fighting. It is what it is. A little sad. All right, next up, John Vellante. He's a minus 210 um, <clears throat> favorite. He's 17 and 12. He's fighting Jake Collier. Jesus. He is <laughs> 11 and 5. He's a plus 168 underdog. So immediately you got to go prop KO for this fight. I'm picking Volante. Jake Collier, he's just getting paychecks. Total rounds here, under one and a half at plus 112. I like that. I like the under. Method victory, Volante by KO is a plus 135. I like both those. Uh, Volante looked like complete shit. I think we're getting him at a good price. He looked like shit against uh, Maurice Green. Jake Collier looked like even more shit against... um, Tom Aspinall, even though Aspinall is, is a real fucking dude, Aspinall is a serious heavyweight. Collier used to be a ripped up 185er, and now he's a fat heavyweight. Not even, it doesn't even look like he works out. John Volante came in very fat uh, against Maurice Green. Hopefully, John Volante doesn't go anywhere near 260 again. If John Volante comes in at maybe 240, a high 240, a low 240, I like that. Collier. I just, you know, just his pitcher, he just doesn't look confident. He's going through some shit. He literally is just fighting out his UFC contract. He's going to get paid. He doesn't care about the win bonus. He just, just give me my, I'm going to show up and fight because he's a tough dude or whatever. But uh, I'm going to go Volante. I really, really hate this fight. Uh, uh, I'm going to pick Volante. I'm, I'm not going to do money line. I'm not going to probably bet a winner in this. I will prop KO and prop rounds. But man, I just it just that's a sad fight. It's it makes me sad. It hurts my heart seeing this fight. And I don't I don't like Volante. I'm not a huge Volante guy. I'm not a Jake Collier fuck guy, but they're both just so out of shape. And it's like you look at a guy like Francis Ngannou, and he's a heavyweight. And then you look at Tom Aspinall, he's a heavyweight. And then you look at these guys, you're like, oh, John Volante was a beefy 205er. He could easily be a heavyweight. He's big enough. He's got big legs. He's thick, but coming in at 260, whatever, the huge gut. <clears throat> And then tap into Maurice Green because you were gassed. You were winning the fight, and Maurice Green put you in a submission. Granted, it was a submission, but if you weren't so fucking tired, you could have got out of that. It was, you know, I, I don't know. It, it It's sad. It's a sad It's a sad thing. All right. Next up, main card time here, baby. Mosar Ivalov, right? Am I on the right thing? Because everything's mixed up. I want to make sure I'm getting right. Okay. Mosar Ivalov, who's 13-0. and 0, He is a minus 500 favorite. He is fighting... Nate the train land weirs 14 and three is a plus 360 underdog now listen <clears throat> biggest favorite of the night 
versus the biggest underdog of the night. That's what that's what I'm seeing here, right? Um, Jordan Levitt's close over Matt Wyman. You think this is a layup? You think you go Mosvar because he looks so fucking good, and he is really good. But pause, boys. Pause. Okay. Nate Landweir, one on one the UFC has not looked good. He's a character. People don't like him. I don't love him. I think he's funny. Herbert Burns knocked him out in the first round. Herbert Burns is an okay fighter. He beat Darren Elkins. A lot of people thought Darren Elkins won that fight. Darren Elkins is a tough out for anybody. It was a scrappy, bloody fight. But Mosar Ivanov is a Russian, right? Is he Russian or is he suburban? He's from that part of the world. Nate the Train made his bones and won titles in Russia. So he fought a 13-2-1 guy, knocked him out in the second round. He fought a 14-3-1 guy, split decision. He fought a 10-1. These are all Russians, by the way. Russians are, you know, I don't want to, Ukrainian, I don't want to offend anybody on that cut, but you know what I mean. Fought a 10-1 guy, knocked him out in the second round. He fought an 18-7 guy, KO'd him third round. He fought a 16-4-1 guy, last fight before he came to the UFC, won by decision. This guy has been fighting Russians for a long time and has been winning. He's been beating some solid fucking guys. Now, Mosar <clears throat> looked <clears throat> amazing against Mike Grunny. Mike Grunny is a grinder, big dude for the division. I believe he was undefeated before they fought. Uh, was he undefeated before they fought? No, maybe he had one loss before they fought. Um, but just a real, just awkward guy to fight. <clears throat> Mosar handled him. And then you look at his UFC debut against Enrique Barzola, another good, or excuse me, his UFC debut versus Sung Wun Chu with decision. Then you look at uh, Enrique Barzola, 16-4 decision. And then all his fights, most of his fights be, out before the UFC, he won by knockout. So he's 0-1 guy's debut, 6-2, 1-0, 2-1, 14-7, 12-2, 11-2, So he's fought some really tough dudes. Rafael Diaz before he came to the UFC, 15-5, knocked him out. He's tough, some really good guys. This line... Is throw me the fuck off. I'm a dog chaser, right? I'm like dog the bounty hunter. I want the dogs. Nate Landwehr, 14 and 3, as big as of a joke as he is, has fought and has done well against fighters that fight like Mozart. Is Mozart that much better than the guys Landwehr's fight? I say yes. Am I going to take him at minus 500? No. This is a fight that you pass on because Nate Landwehr is is getting no respect and he could come out there and it could be a goofy decision. I don't see Evenoff finishing him. I don't see Landward finishing Evenoff. I think Evenoff's cardio is great. I think his grappling's really, really good. I think his scrambles are fantastic and his striking is looking really good. He could come out and finish Nate. Nate's been chin checked before his, you know, Herbert Burns knocked him out. I just I just don't see it happening. I see this decision written all over it. I'm gonna go Mozart. I'm gonna go the minus five hundred. I don't have the balls to, to bet Nate the train. I'm going to regret it, but I have picked Nate the train before. I did a whole video on it. It's on my YouTube. It's on my Instagram. And he got knocked out by Herbert Burns. So I, I can't support him here, although this line does give me pause. At plus 430, I, I, I want to, uh, plus 360, excuse me. I want to take a bite at it. I'm not. I'm going to pass, but, you know, I see that line going up too, by the way. I see a lot of money coming in on Evil Off. All right, next up, Roman Dolades. Sure, seven and zero. He is a minus one eighty eight favorite. He is fighting John Allen, who is thirteen and five. He is a plus one fifty two underdog. Uh, I like this fight. I think this fight's good. John Allen 
Uh, a guy who's got a lot of losses outside the UFC, Vincent Moreira, choked him out on the contender series. And then he's he's had a little hiccups here and there. He's been choked out. He's been knocked out. Um, then he made his UFC debut against Mike Rodriguez. And I, I don't know what happened. Was this... Who, what happened in this? Originally went for Allen. There's all about was changes in no contest when failed and incompetent. Okay. So Allen beat Mike Rodriguez. So that was, a, that was a solid win by decision. He got overturned because of, of a drug test. I'm not sure if that's steroids or, or bullshit weed or whatever. Um, if it was steroids, that's going to be a problem because, you know, guys that get off the juice, they don't look as good. Roman DeLee's one of the hairier guys in the UFC. This guy's fighting out of Ukraine. I think he's Georgian though, right? He's from Georgia. The Georgia MMA world is blowing up. I love it. This dude's fucking brutal, right? He fought Khalees Imbergamov, who is a fucking turd, but he finished him in the first round. He did what he was supposed to do. And then he had all his wins are by finish outside of the UFC, all by, uh, was it three by knockout, three by submissions? Pretty well rounded. However, he's fighting guys aren't that great. Oh no, three and oh, two and five. Oh no, 15 and four, 13 three. This guy's violent, right? This guy's a one-round fighter, too, though. So this scares me. This puts me a, a pause a little bit. This is, you know, this is, this is you know, we're going yeah. <laughs> to. I've been watching a lot of curves. I'm doing my lot, my Larry Davids. Um, Roman did impress me. He's, he's powerful. He's strong. Uh, he's got a lot of power. John Allen, again, coming off of a weird suspension or overturning. I, I probably was some kind of drug or stain a supplement or whatever bullshit he's going with. I'm going to go Roman here. I'm actually confident. In it. I'm surprised he's not as high. Allen is coming off a win. Technically he looked pretty good against Mike Rodriguez. He looks pretty slick. He looks durable. Um, it looks a little bit faster, a little bit bigger, but Dolly's I think is just, he's just, he's just cracking right now. I don't think I've ever seen a Georgian gas, right? These Georgian fighters are fucking studs. I mean, Rob Dallas really, the guy doesn't get tired. Like these guys just have a second extra gear that they put it into. Dolis is, 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 I don't think he's never been to a decision. He has all wins by finish. So there's a, a potential that he's a one round fighter, maybe even a two round fighter. But I do like Dolis here. I'm going to maybe get into the props on Friday, but uh, I'm going to take Dolis. All right. Next up, you got Talis. Or, yeah. Fucking this thing is messing me up. Tala Santos, who's 16 and 1. She's a minus 188 favorite. She is fighting Montana De La Rosa, who's 11 and 6. She's a plus 152 underdog. My motor lock is Santos here. No bearing the lead. Uh, I rarely put motor locks on females. I just think Santos is that good. I really like the way Montana De La Rosa looks. She looks fantastic, right? But she is, you know, she is a lesser version than Molly McCann, who. Uh, Santos is coming off a win over. The one thing that really throws me pause is Santos lost to Maria Barella, who stinks by split decision. I can't remember that fight. I don't remember if it was a if it was a robbery or not. Um, I just like uh, Santos's his stats here, and I like the way uh, uh, Montella De La Rosa looks. Montella De La Rosa, good grappler. Um, her husband fights in the UFC. Mark De La Rosa comes from a good camp. Just never really hasn't hasn't been very inconsistent, right? And and she's not the huge underdog. Um, that I thought she would be. So there is some really upside here to De La Rosa. I'm going to go Santos. So I think Santos is going to win a decision. She's going to stop Montana De La Rosa's uh, takedowns. And uh, she's going to piece her up. Just like she did with Molly McCann. It's going to be a repeat of the Molly McCann fight. I, don't, I just don't think Montana De La Rosa is nearly as good as Molly McCann. Who can really strike and grapple and is durable and tough. Uh, Montana is a good grappler herself. Maybe we'll get a takedown, but I see Santos working to the feet and winning a decision. Not going to prop this fight. I will take Santos straight up. My mortal lock of the night. Uh, I'm confident. I know I, I didn't sound, maybe I didn't sound so confident. I'm a little tired right now, but I'm confident, boys. All right, Code Made Event. I'm actually looking forward to this fight. OSP, Ovis St. Proof, 25 and 14 is a plus 122. Underdog is fighting Jamal Hill, who is 8 and 0, minus 150 favorite. 
This fight is the hardest fight to pick on the card. I see a ton of people are going to be picking OSP. OSP is like the underdog king. He's a plus 136 right now, so he's gone up a little bit. Hill is a minus 168 on FanDuel right now. So the line has changed since yesterday. I've sung the praises of Jamal Hill. He's got a really quick left hand. He's not afraid to get in there and throw. Um, his punches are very fast for the division. His footwork's really good. He throws good body kicks. He um, keeps his chin a little high, but he engages. He wants people to come at him so he can counter. His striking is is really good, and it's accurate, and it's pinpoint. I think he does have some power, but not like the biggest overwhelming power. He's going to have the speed advantage here. OSP is so fucking awkward. Um, his striking's awkward. Um, he has been touched before. He has been knocked out before, but his, you know he's a big guy for 205. He can easily, easily just grapple up Jamal Hill, who who has looked very susceptible on the ground. He's only 8-0. No. Um, I was all over OSP earlier this week. I thought he was, you know, I thought I was going to take him, and then I sat down yesterday and I really broke this down. And I feel like a phony because I've been giving Hill props. I mean, forever, right? Um, I just, I just been constantly singing the praises of Hill, and I can't go. Oh, well, now he's fighting someone real, even though he's eight. No, let me, let me take over St. Prue. And didn't they overturn his decision last time? Okay, they didn't. Okay, so he not, you know, he's two and zero in the UFC. Look good in, look good in the contender series. Darko Stoziak was decision, and then he killed some Brew. He, he knocked him out uh, in round one. Um, I know he got popped for weed. I didn't know if they overturned the decision or not. So I'm going to go Jamal Hill, small favorite here. I know a lot of people love OSP. I understand it. Um, I'm not super confident in this fight, but you know I'm a fucking gambling man. Okay, I'm going to bet it. Yeah, nah. All right. Next up, main event: Jack Hermanson, 21 and five. Plus 116 underdog versus Marvin Vitale. 15-3 and 1. He's a minus 142 favorite. Let me make sure this line is, is accurate. Yep. So the line is the exact same. Very surprised. I thought Vittori uh was gonna be under, slight under. I knew it was gonna be a competitive fight. Vittori has not fought nearly the competition Hermanson's fought. Vittori has a split decision loss over Izzy Adesanya. That's his really claim to fame. But other than that, he's never really fought. Anybody worthwhile, right? I mean, his, his record and his inconsistency, he doesn't fight all that often, runs his mouth a lot, wants these big fights, but just doesn't really get him. Stepped up here, though, right? Hermanson, uh, this is his third different opponent. He doesn't give a shit. He just wants to fight. This guy is a guy who I criminally underrate. Fact, funny fact, the only time I picked Jack Hermanson to win was oh, when he fought, um, when he fought, uh, Killer Carilla, Jared Kennear, and we all know what happened there. Literally, the only time I picked Hermanson to win. Hermanson, though, plus 116 underdog. That's interesting. This is one of those fights where I think it's going to be very competitive. I think Hermanson's going to have the advantage on the ground. He's very slick on the ground. I think Vittori prides himself on being a striker. He's a big guy for 85. He's got that blockhead. Really hard to hurt on the feet. Hermanson's not in-depth on the feet, but he definitely wants to get this fight to the ground. He would prefer to be on top. His ground and pound is, is vicious. His leg locks are really good. He tapped out Kevin Gaslam. Marvin Vittori, I believe they trained together. Um... Yeah, so this fight, it, it, it doesn't give me pause at all. I, I was actually pretty confident when I when I saw the line and Hermanson was the underdog. I'm going Hermanson here. I'm going just simply based on plus 116. I think that's a great number. When you get a guy who is as highly ranked as Hermanson, he's 21-5, he's fought some of the best guys in the world and has a lot of weapons at his disposal, he's a finisher, right? He can knock you out, but he doesn't. And that's not his game, but he can't hurt you on the feet, but he's going to TKO you or submit you. That's his game, and Var Marvin Vittori is not a finisher. Marvin Vittori is kind of a point fighter. I mean, does he even have a finish in the UFC? You know what I mean? His last fight was Carl Robeson, went to a decision. Oh, okay, so he tapped out Carl Robeson by rear naked choke. Excuse me. Sorry. 
Sorry, uh, um, what's, his, what's his face? Martin Matoy. Okay, so he's got two finishes in OC. Guillotine choke over Alberto Uda. He lost a shoe face. He beat Miranda. Uh, draw versus Akhmedov. Split against Izzy. Beat uh, Cesar. Beat Andrew Sanchez. And, I mean, the, the, these names are just absolutely atrocious uh, compared to Hermansons. Even Hermansons losses, though. He's been in there with these fucking studs. Kevin Gassam, Jerry Kennanier, Jock Ray Souza, Dave Branch, and Jerry Merskert, and Talos Leites. Eh, Tiago Santos, he lost, got knocked out. Brad Scott, uh, you know, Cesar Ferrar, they both have fights with Cesar Ferrar. Uh, you know, and another thing that I've been noticing about Hermans too is he just keeps getting better as well. He just, he, he's really progressing. He's 32 now. I think he's right in his prime. I think he's right in his groove. I think he's confident. I've been watching videos on this week, interviewing with Brad or Ariel. I can't really remember who he interviewed with. And he's very confident in this fight. I like that Vittori stepped up. This is what he needed. We need a name out there. He's got that claim to fame where, hey, Izzy didn't finish me. It was a close fight. I think I won. You know, he, he has that in his back pocket. Uh, 185 is kind of wide open to see who's going to fight um, Izzy. Izzy is going to fight Jan, potentially. Hopefully, they they maybe switch that up and they have Izzy defend 85 and, and, and get Glover the shot. Let Jan defend the belt once before they match him with Izzy. But they might just rush Izzy up there or whatever. It doesn't matter. He's a huge star. But 185 is wide open for that number one contender spot. It's 100% Robert Whitaker, without a doubt. But... Whitaker wants to take time off and doesn't want to fight, then who you got? You got these studs right here. I'm going to go Hermanson. I like him in this fight. Just the simple fact that he's got more weapons and that uh, he's a finisher. And Vittori's not, right? Vittori's got submissions on his record, no knockouts. But listen, you're not going to submit Jack Hermanson. At least I don't think so. I don't think you're that high level uh, Vittori that is on the ground. So it's probably going to be Hermanson by finisher. It's going to be a really close decision. Um, I don't know if I'm going to prop this fight. I didn't really even look at this fight for props. I just kind of see it. As a money line pick, Hermanson as an underdog, I'm definitely going to bet that. Um, he almost was my underdog lock, but I already gave out Quinones as my lock. They had the same exact line. I'm going to stick with what I gave in the past. All right, that's it. That's the show. Um, yeah, so I'll be I'll be here Friday, Friday night. Uh, hopefully, I'll be I'll get on Twitter, YouTube. We'll talk props. We'll talk building uh, bets. Come join me. Um, go rate and review, subscribe, all that shit on iTunes and and, and Spotify and shout out Australia. I share that on, uh, I think on Twitter and Instagram yesterday, I believe, uh, Australia, my numbers grew like 120% in Australia. Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. I appreciate that to the Australians and, uh, that's the show, baby. We'll talk to you next week. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.